Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yumiko's new holiday collection is the perfect way to get winter ready this season. Complete with signature styles like the Alicia and the Sofienne, in addition to newer styles like the Nina, Masha, and Zoe, Yumiko's array of holiday items is sure to have something for everyone. These ready-to-wear selections are festively designed with warm velvet fabrics and bright holiday colors. Plus, they all ship within two to three days, just in time to give a Yumiko to that special dancer in your life. Share the joy of Yumiko this holiday season with the new holiday collection. Available to order now at yumiko.com. This episode is brought to you by the Town of Vale, a sponsor helping to host the Vale Dance Festival in our community. I'm Rebecca King Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. This week, we are joined from the 2019 Vail Dance Festival last summer by Charlotte Landreau, dancer with Martha Graham Dance Company. A native of France, she trained first as a rhythmic gymnast, where she was third in France. With her sights set on the Olympics, an injury forced her career trajectory to shift. She attended the Bejar School in Switzerland, studying acting and dance before coming to New York City to study at the Martha Graham School. She joined the Martha Graham Dance Company in 2013. She speaks with us about how her training as a rhythmic gymnast influences her dance career, the challenges of seeing the career she dreamt of slip away, how she made the quick transition into the dance world, and how she connected so deeply with the Graham technique. So, so thank you for coming to join us fresh off a plane. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is our only night where we're, we're crossing paths. So yeah. we're really happy that we got you. I am very happy to be here. <laughs> we appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time. We appreciate it. So let's just start at the beginning. How did you get interested in dance? Okay, so my path is a bit different from most dancers. We love that. (laughs) (laughs) So I started with uh, rhythmic gymnastic at the age Mm -hmm. of eight in France, in Strasbourg. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was my dream. I wanted to go to the Olympic Games and just, you know, make it my career. And... um, 
and then I got into a, I mean, I had a big injury at 17. So my dream just sort of broke down. What was your injury? Uh, someone jumped on me and broke my ankle, literally broke two pieces. So it wow. took me six months to recover. Mm -hmm. And then at 17, basically, you're too old to be a gymnast. So I had wow. to either uh, go back to school and just, you know, study and become a normal person right. or go totally crazy and change <laughs> career. Um, mm. And so I send my resume to acting schools, to dance schools, to uh, anything that would be different from any anything else, to mm -hmm. the right. normal world, you know. Yeah. And, and I'm the only artist in the family, so my parents did not understand at first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then um, the Bijar School in Switzerland answered me. It was the only dance school that answered me. And uh, they said that they did not form dancers, they, but they formed artists. Mm -hmm. Wow. In a total right so i was very attracted mm -hmm. to sure that um and so i stayed two years there i learned ballet class i learned modern i learned contemporary i learned to sing i learned to um do percussions it was amazing but like my first demi-plié was at bejar that's so crazy wow it was so crazy at what it 18 after eight, a very severe exactly. injury so did you have to have surgery or you just no were... thankfully no no yeah. surgery but oh. uh yeah so i was next to dancers who had been dancing for like 10 years and i was doing my first grand play year with them mm -hmm. so you had never taken ballet before then uh, no i that had never part two months and a half to prepare for the audition i looked like um elephant on point for the audition <laughs> the audition was on point uh -huh. I, I was sure that i was gonna be cut out you know uh -huh. just being at the audition was already such a success for me right right and then they just took a bet on me and they were like let's try this wow how much did rhythmic gymnastics cross over into dance like what um, was how much how similar is the training that you could i mean it, we we kind of we know that for instance sylvie guillaume yes, did study that yes. so, so obviously I, the flexibility helps a right, lot. right i think but, we have an idea of how like there is crossover in the look of it but what about the training mm -hmm. uh, the training is completely different i had to break down from every um uh, instincts that I had mm -hmm. um, but the mental preparation that I had from gymnastic helped me tremendously I was one of the most focused students in the school and I when I know what I want I no one or nothing can stop me mm -hmm. and I really have to thank gymnastic for that uh -huh. is that because you kind of had your eye on the Olympic Games which yes. is obviously so mentally challenging so Very. how did your training in gymnastics kind of prepare you for that. Exactly. Like I'm focused. I'm yes. yeah going. For so this. it was geared towards that primarily, or were there other? Um, I mean, yeah, we also had a, a mental teacher. Like mm -hmm. he was teaching us how to be focused and how really? to be yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. like machines, not uh -huh. even humans anymore. Like don't feel pain, or if you do, you don't care. You just keep going. I had to uh, perform. I mean, not in gymnastics, you don't say perform, but do right. competitions yeah. while having like broken toes yeah. or uh, torn muscles. You know, mm -hmm. it's just you go because you know that your career will be so short. Mm -hmm. Like wow. basically at 18 uh, 19 or 20 you're done so you have to so when you go to dance yeah, it's just I'm so like, funny oh we, yeah exactly. life expectancy, we, we, we know? talk like, about it so much career. <laughs> <laughs> we, we complain about it so much but it's like could be worse right oh, definitely <laughs> that's definitely. crazy so tell us a little bit about that like mental training that you had what were the kind of things they would tell 
tell you to kind of combat um, anxiety or fear or injury like you're talking about yeah pain. so trust was a big big thing that we had to work on mm-hmm. especially if you had to do it in a in a team so we had to do trust falls a lot really? or like walk um uh, blindfolded with people and just trust them but at least for an hour mm. and in wow. complete silence they wouldn't talk to you they would just gesture you and and you have to follow the body in front of of, of you mm-hmm. so that was really interesting wow. or meditate mm-hmm. uh in groups or um it was very it, it was it was weird because it was it's a very feminine world there's mm-hmm. no voice in that world Mm -hmm. so we had to stay strong as women as little girls actually because at that age you're 13 14 and you're training for the olympic games that's all you want you don't go to parties you go uh, on friday night at 9 a.m to bed and everyone is going partying Mm -hmm. and you know that you have to practice i don't know 25 hours per week it's mm-hmm. it's an intense schedule. That's fascinating. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but do you think that this sort of um, period of your life where you were just with other like strong women then opened you up to what you're doing now, which obviously like you see Graham works and it's just like female empowerment. You yeah, know, it, is it's that, do you think weird. there's a connection there? I, I hope I'd like to think so <laughs> that it's a full circle, mm-hmm. you know, but I never thought of it because I never heard of the gram technique before. Um, and then while I was at Bejar, they give three times a week, uh, gram classes mm-hmm. and I just something clicked. And um, I never really understood ballet. For me, ballet was not natural. I had to fight to mm. understand it and fight to do it. Um, turnout was a very difficult. Uh, turning was not a problem. I have a great jump. It's just the turnout and the positions and where all the rules. There's so many rules. Uh-huh. You know, well, at Ingram, you basically have three rules. You contract, you release, and you spiral. That's it. Mm. And I love the... Um, simplicity and the difficulty in the simplicity of the Mm -hmm. technique and i think that's why now i understand it so Mm -hmm. much and i fell in love with it Mm -hmm. so you fell in love with it at beja exactly was that why then you wanted to come to the school afterwards or were there other opportunities you were flirting with or uh... so after so going out of beja i had only two years of dance Mm -hmm. so everyone was telling me charlotte after two years you have to be realistic like you can't get a job Uh. Everyone had like 12 years of, you know, experience under their feet. So I was like, you know what? It's okay. I'm just going to go back to my hometown and do med school and just, you know, do what my parents expected me to do Mm. as a, you know, normal human being. (laughs) Uh, But my Graham teacher saw something in me and I will have to thank him for like eternity for that Mm -hmm. and he pushed me to go to paris and try the gram audition again just to be at the audition for me was incredible just a gift i did not expect anything i told my parents i'll be back on monday and starting school in september (laughs) see you soon exactly but at the end of the weekend the director of the school Mm -hmm. came to me and was like well I want you to come to the school. I want you to come to New York and I want you to be part of the young company called at that time Graham too. Mm-hmm. And and I jumped and three months later I was in New York. I didn't speak a word of English. I didn't know anyone. Uh-huh. I, what year was this that you didn't speak a word of English? It, uh, seven years ago. 
Wow. That's really impressive because now it's like... Just by myself, you so know, natural. it was one of the scariest thing ever. Wow. And at the same time, I I couldn't say no. Mm-hmm. It was such a big opportunity. I, I couldn't say no. Mm-hmm. Just to, to rewind slightly. Um, and so we're talking a little bit about how your gymnastics, like everything you'd worked for yeah. forever mm-hmm. went away with an injury. And then when you got to this part where, oh, let me audition for Graham and ugh, see you guys on Monday. <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to just go to school. Like, how did that evolution work for you when you had something so specific in mind and mm-hmm. you had to kind of give that up? And then did that make you a little more like free in a way that like, oh, whatever's going to happen is going to happen and I'll I, go with it. Hmm. It was a very difficult time when I had sure. to um, give up on gymnastic. Mm-hmm. It was very difficult I broke down um six months it took me to uh, recover physically but also mentally like I I was in a very dark place right um but then I rebuilt myself because I was only 17 and Mm -hmm. you know people go through worse traumas in their lives Mm -hmm. so I really wanted all that experience to serve me Mm-hmm. And to do something with this, because mm-hmm. most of the gymnasts just drop off everything and then just go back to school and all that training is not used. Mm-hmm. And I felt that it was a huge loss that I um, uh, invested so much into that career mm-hmm. to not use it later in my life, right. you know. So it was either for me, actually in my mind, it was either a very successful career, like high you know, mm-hmm. ranked or in the art world. Mm-hmm. And thankfully it worked out. I love you know? that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it served you so well. Yes. In your career. Yes, yeah. Very much. Yeah. Very much. So once you got to Graham too, then yes. what was that experience like? What what kind of work were you doing during the day? What was your daily schedule like and how um how did it meet your expectations of this big Move. So, um, so having the school and the gram two, I started classes at nine in the morning, and then gram two was in the afternoon, so I was done at five, which was very different from Bejar because Bejar studied at eight, finished at eight. <laughs> wow, it was very. But that's why, as a gymnast, that's why I expected from right, a right, dance right. school, you know. So I wasn't like most of my fellows at the school were very very tired i'm not saying i was not tired but i was used to that Mm -hmm. kind of schedule um so when i got to graham it felt so easy to finish (laughs) at five vacation over here Uh so i so i was actually um uh au pair Mm -hmm. so i had to look after the kids afterwards so you know i could do that and not pay too much rent because i didn't have any money um i tried to make it on my own because my parents i mean i have lots of uh, brothers and sisters. So I wanted to be on my own and be independent and not put my parents through such a huge bet that I took right. on my life to mm-hmm. go to another country where they don't speak my language, where they don't have the same culture on a, on a career that I know that I have maybe 5% of chances to make it. Mm-hmm. So I was totally on my own. Um, but I loved the classes. And what I loved about the Graham School is that every class or every day you have a different teacher so you learn so much Mm -hmm. and um and i just decided to start to just 
keep my head into the game and not do anything else beside gram, just mm-hmm. do gram every day from nine to five. Mm-hmm. And um, a six months later, the company did the audition and I was like, well, you know what? I have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. That's what I I think is driving me my entire life. I have nothing to lose. And if, if you have nothing to lose, just go for it. That's interesting because you've kind of, Correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like you felt like you sort of lost what you were looking for already, that gymnastics career. So you were just like, if I can do something that's in that same vein, great. Exactly. But I had lost it. Right. So I just came into Bijor and was like, you know what? I I have nothing else. Right. So let's go for it. And same when I was in New York, I was like, I have nothing else. Mm -hmm. So so I did the audition and um, I made it to the last round. And I remember standing in front of Janet Elber mm-hmm. and and she just told me that the next spot would be for me. <sighs> After six months in New York, I could barely understand her. Mm-hmm. Barely. Amazing. And I just I just called my mom and she everything was just so above her head, you know. She could barely understand what I was going through, mm-hmm. what was actually happening, mm-hmm. that the dream was happening right in front of me. And and after two months, uh one of the dancers in the company had a terrible accident. She was fine, mm-hmm. but she had an accident, so mm-hmm. I had to cover her. And so for the rest of the year and a half almost, I did the school and the gram too and the company. Wow. Which a lot of dancers actually in the in the company right now are did. Mm-hmm. Like they came through the school, had to do gram too, and then the company was wow. and that was very hard because I was yeah. actually doing nine to nine. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. Back to your comfortable place of nine yes, to nine. Yes. <laughs> it was very stressful to sure. go from the young company who mm-hmm. asked a lot of me, but obviously mm-hmm. wasn't on the student review, you know, mm-hmm. student um um sorry. But and then to go to the company yeah. who expected so much more of me, mm-hmm. so much more excellency and and professionalism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had you ever worked with Janet, the artistic director of Martha Graham before? Like, did no. she teach it? No, that was the first time she'd seen. That you. was almost one of the first time I met her. Uh-huh. Wow, incredible! So something I'm really interested in is that you you said, for instance, like when you were a gymnast, you didn't. Yes. It's not performing. It's it's competing. Exactly. So. Yeah. Then what is the experience when you had like your first performance when you were 19 as a dancer, you know, it's like, that's something we talk about like stage anxiety and that sort of thing. Yeah. And you're, but we're still like, we remember our kitty recitals where you're like, you know, 10 and you go do like a waltz from Capella. (laughs) Right. Um, But for you at 19, was competing more pressure so that um, performing kind of cheating was so much more pressure mm-hmm. because you are not allowed to do any mistakes mm-hmm. because you know that if you do just one mistake you're losing maybe 10 ranks right or and you or i mean if you lose 10 ranks you're out of the competition oh. like it's like you can walk out the door it's the same thing so you have to be perfect mm-hmm. What I love about dance is that you can't reach perfection. Mm-hmm. You cannot. It's impossible. There's always something else to work on, something to improve, something to actually make. You can make yourself better every day. Right. Mm-hmm. And so to compete is an enormous, enormous amount of pressure on someone. So actually my first dance performance was actually so much fun. Aww. Just fun, pure bliss you know because i wasn't against anyone Mm -hmm. i was 
on stage for the, the audience, mm -hmm. you know, not against my, because w when you train next to, you know, other gymnasts, when you go and you compete, you're actually against them. Right. You're against your friends. For sure. Um, but here, all my friends were here to dance for with me, mm -hmm. with me, for them. Mm -hmm. Which but was that was beautiful. so freeing yes. for you. Yes, exactly. Oh, I love that. I love so that obviously, that. like every dancer, I stress before going on stage, before having a big role, but I don't have fright or anxiety or, f you know, anything that freezes me because gymnastic was so much harder. Right. Mm. So what were some of your adjustments going into the company? So you've already adjusted to a whole new country, a new language, yes. and now you're going from the school into the company. What were some of the biggest adjustments for you? Um, my back is very flexible. So I <laughs> had bet. to work. <laughs> I had to work a lot mm -hmm. on uh, actually being straight because being straight for me was a With curve. Art? Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's so art. Right. And so I got yelled at a lot. <laughs> I still do a little bit <laughs> to keep my ribs in, to mm -hmm. put my shoulders back and not have exactly, exactly. Or sometimes I take the notes that uh, choreographers or even Janet or my rehearsal director give me mm -hmm. too literal. So I so when someone tells me to bend my leg, I bend it. <laughs> I bend it like my life depends on it. And they're like, okay, okay, Charlotte, relax. And I'm fine, you know, I'm not freaked out. But they're like, relax, just relax. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's like uh, sometimes I feel a bit like a you know like almost like a soldier, mm -hmm. you know, that is just very good at obeying right. orders. You Tell know? me what to do. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so um, I had to work on that mm -hmm. and just be more freeing. Um, something that is still very difficult for me is improvising. Mm. Because as a gymnast, you know, you're um, trained and, and grown to be exact, mm -hmm. to be in the box, mm -hmm. to not go outside of the box, to not be creative, to just do what you're told to do. Right. So improvising has been very difficult. It's a journey that I'm taking on. It's it's actually scary. Yeah. You know? I mean, it gives us anxiety and we're ballet dancers. We're like, if I hear about improv, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I would walk out of the room. It gives me so much anxiety. I can't. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, we're with you on that. We understand. And so how often is that something that's asked of you? Oh, at, a lot because yeah. the Graham Company is um, so invites two maybe three new choreographers every year mm -hmm. and most of them are really interesting by working with us it's a process right. you know um others are completely asking us to improvise right totally the wow. entire like, i don't know three hours and they're like oh this part is great i'm gonna put in the choreography and i'm like i don't no, I don't know how to improvise. So mm -hmm. how do you want how do you want to pick movements that I don't even know what I'm doing? Right, right. And then it it actually ends up in the choreography and you're like, oh, I should have thought of that. <laughs> oh, should have been better. <laughs> I uh, you know, it's just so funny because um like divorced of having known anything about you, uh -huh. I know what made you stand out to me in if the first time I saw you dance was the Pam Tanowitz piece. Yes. And I noticed your like very um intense focus, your oh, and your you. dramatic intensity. And it's just so funny to think that you could like trace that back to your life's work yes. as a gymnast. Yeah. But that that resonates so much in the work that you do now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it pleases certain choreographers mm -hmm. and it bugs others. You know, like everyone, we can't sure. please everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, yes. I mean, some, you know, instincts don't leave you. I, they train me like this from 
8 to 18. So it's stuck it's with It's not going to go. <laughs> no, but actually it works with Graham. You mm-hmm. know, Graham demands a certain drama mm-hmm. on stage, a oh, certain, man. you know, coldness about you and um, severity mm-hmm. um, that young dancers usually don't have. And somehow... For certain roles, I have too much of that, so I have to relax it, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's a process. Right. I think the Graham rap is so interesting because it's um, what, what I love about all of you guys mm-hmm. is that everyone has the dramatic intensity, but it never feels like acting. Yes. Is that, does that make sense? It's like I, we talk a lot about like, we call it because of one teacher we had like pained ballerina expression. It's like, you know, you're doing oh, yeah. Swan Lake and the eyebrows are going to come yep. tight together, but it's like you guys communicate with your faces, but not so literally. How do you get something across? Like, how do you make the kind of like, um, it's like the air has like a mm. something, you know, Thank like you a for dramatic tension. That. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's yeah. definitely a line of doing not enough or too much. Mm-hmm. And, and it's actually very healthy to actually fall on one way or the other. So you know where, where the boundaries is. are. Exactly, right. exactly. So it takes a lot of work to actually be alone in the studio. Just put the music on and just, just put yourself in the music and and try to become that person. So right now I'm dancing Appalachian Spring, which is the story of a bride and a groom getting married. Um, and it's very folk American, mm-hmm. you know. It's mm-hmm. um, and so I have to become her. I have to become her. Mm-hmm. I, I have to change myself. I have to change my personality, my face, how I react, how I can, how like she would react when he touches me, mm-hmm. you know, as sensitive as that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't be me at all. It's it's do actually you, freeing. It's. Do you find parts of yourself in that character or you really just go the opposite direction? You want to... I still, yeah, I still dance like me, but mm-hmm. I try to act like her. Mm-hmm. So I, it's like I'm lending her my body, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but she has my head and my acting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you find that in gymnastics you had any sort of act? Not really, right? You just kind of are like, I'm doing this. I'm executing. There's still a presence that's there available, is. Mm-hmm. but there it's is. not like you were able to dive into a character in the same way. Have you no. found that challenging or something that you were like, oh, this is fun and exciting to dive into? Looking backward on it, I was definitely one of the most expressive gymnasts. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of my um, trainers were actually telling me to smile less and <laughs> to be, you know, not more focused because I was very focused, sure. but maybe, yeah, less smiley, less engaging with the judges because mm-hmm. that's how we call them they literally judge yeah. you right 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 um but i don't know i always loved the almost like the show of it mm-hmm. you know i was i was on a show i was putting up a show mm-hmm. yeah it, even now on stage you know i like having the time of my life now you're allowed to exactly <laughs> i'm paid for it <laughs> so what was it about the work of Graham that spoke to you initially? Why were you like, this is what I connect with versus the other styles that you were learning? So first the technique, really, I could understand the technique much better. And then, um, and then at Bijar, it felt like everyone knew everything about ballet. So I was behind and it felt wrong for such a, you know, a competitive mind of, of yeah. mine. Um, <laughs> But, but then you know, in Graham, I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I'll have a circle back. You're just making me think of things left and right. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, 
But then in Graham, the first uh, the first time we sat together, no one knew what it was. So I, I started fresh. Like mm-hmm. everyone started ah. fresh. I was with them so mm-hmm. I could, that was, you know, an edge that I had, you know. So I was like, huh, if I can learn faster than you, I will get a hold of you, you know. Yeah. And it's just I still have that competition side yeah. of me that I can. That doesn't go away. You know, it does not. It does not. But then I saw the company perform and I saw how professional and yet so enthusiastic on stage they were and that just inspired me so much that from one ballet to another one dancer would become a ghost to then another ballet would become a like a groom and then another ballet he would become an incredible contemporary dancer Mm -hmm. so flexible and just versatile you know I was like yeah I am it's very inspiring. Hmm. Yeah. So what what you were making me think of earlier is that <laughs> it's something we talk about a lot as retired dancers, that transition of, um, you know, you, you're so specialized in one skill. Yes. And you demand that of yourself in the yes. next skill. Exactly. So that's something that you were going through, but as a 17-year-old. Yeah, I didn't think of it mm. consciously, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I think I was just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Because I, as a normal person, I wasn't feeling right. Um, and my parents saw it. They tried to cheer me on. They tried to um, get me excited about med school uh, because that's what I wanted to do after mm-hmm. gymnastic. But because I didn't get to, you know, have my way to finish the career that I wanted, to go where I wanted to before dropping it, before right. finishing it, mm-hmm. I was uh, I was not doing well. Yeah. Um, and so I was trying to find something that would make me almost normal like the other kids, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And you can find a lot of dancers, I think most artists in the world that can definitely tell you that they did not feel normal, mm-hmm. did not feel like the others. Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt. Yeah. Even finishing gymnastic, I did not feel, yeah, normalized. Do you feel like you found your place now at the Martha Graham Dance Company? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. People accept me for who I am, for how different I am, for how loud and obnoxious <laughs> and we love funny and, obnoxious and yeah, you know, <laughs> and different I am. Yeah. You know, I go home and it's difficult to fit mm-hmm. in the present, mm-hmm. you know, while in that company, I can be who I am without apologizing or without making myself small. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So what goals do you have for yourself as a dancer moving forward? I want to take on any opportunity that lays ahead. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. And that's what I love and terrifies me about dance and arts and New York. You know, it's just, there's just so many opportunities and I don't want to say no. Mm. I love that. Don't be fear. Don't be scared. Exactly. <laughs> because you've never been scared your whole life. So why start now, right? <laughs> oh, let's be honest. I've been a little scared. I kept going. I kept marching on right. like a freaking soldier. But I was a little scared. <laughs> well, that brings us to our last little bit. We call it our lightning round, where we ask you a few quick questions and you just answer what the first thing comes to mind. Okay. It's not scary. Don't worry. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite on stage moment? Hmm. Yes, just before um, the music starts, the curtain goes up and just that little oh. silence when I can feel the audience just starting to feel you, just paying so much attention, just opening their eyes and just, and that moment between the lights 
on and the music starting. I love that silence. Spoiler alert, someday when you retire, that moment will still make you cry. Uh-huh. And you'll be in the audience and you'll be like, I remember that I moment. <laughs> so enjoy every moment like that. It really is. Know, it's I the know. best moment. Yeah. What's a dream role for you? I I don't know. I really don't know because the Graham company has been so generous with me in terms of roles. And um, maybe three years ago, I would have said Aaron into the maze, but I am dancing it now. So I, I will... I will say again, the Aaron into the maze, maybe in the Paris Opera, mm-hmm. you know. We like to hear of dream roles that have already come true. That's always good, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite Graham work? Um, uh, Night Journey, the story of Jocasta and Oedipe. Mm-hmm. Is there a choreographer that you would like to come work with the Graham company that you haven't worked with yet? <gasps> Akram Khan or uh, Sol Leon. Awesome. Yes. You have your eye on all those things. I can <laughs> oh, <tell>. yes. <laughs> Thank you well, We're so talking much. to Janet tomorrow, so oh, I'm yeah. going to hook that right up. Oh, yeah. Please. We'll let her know. <laughs> let, me go, let me know how it goes. <laughs> like, listen to what Charlotte says. Don't tell me. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. That was so great. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week. If you would like to support the Conversations on Dance podcast, there are a few ways that you can help. Click over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Download episodes when you listen to allow our analytics to better understand our listenership. Join our Facebook group, Conversations on Dance, Friends of the Pond, or you can offer a donation. Conversations on Dance has always been and will always be free to our listeners. You can help us continue to create and produce this unique behind-the-curtain look at the dance world by visiting conversationsondancepod.com support. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.